The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. They're tangling in the back of the pack. Here they come on four. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroote was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers download. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? Where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. Presented by Crosley. Amplify your style. Here are your hosts, Taylor Burris and Justin Prince. Welcome to another episode of the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. I'm your host, Taylor Burris, and of course, our producer tonight is Richard Colbreth. Justin Prince is not able to join us this week as he is getting ready to kick off the season debut or the season premiere of Delaware Speedway Racing Action this weekend. So for those of you who are listening on the podcast, go make sure to go check out Justin's call commentary for all the action at Delaware Speedway this coming week on weekend of May the 13th through, of course, later on all the way till Sunday, which is May the 15th. Great racing action, super late models, late model action, modifieds, you name it, they got it at Delaware Speedway. But as we kick off this week's news of the week in the world of iRacing, we have E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series action at Kansas to talk about, as well as the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup as they headed off to the green hell at the Nürburgring. First off, we'll talk about the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup, where Charlie Collins made a astounding performance there, taking home the win in electrifying faction by over a tenth of a second over Maximilian Benecke as they raced at the Green Hell. Coming to the checkered flag, they were four abreast downing the Dottinger Hoer and Tiergarten in the final two sections of the famed Nürburgring. Drivers will be able to test their mites there, but Charlie Collins picks up his first win of the season to help him move up a little further in the point standings, moving him to P5. Of course, the point standing is still a close one between your top four, as Diego Pinto is still your points leader over Kevin Ellis Jr. Sebastian Joe picked up the first race win at the Nürburgring over the weekend as well, but suffered a major championship implication incident as he got caught up in a wreck during the second race. Of course, there are still two more races to go. The next round of the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup heads to the famed Circuit de la Sarthe, or formerly known, or also home of the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Catch the action, of course, later on this coming weeks on May the 21st, starting at 1.30 p.m. with the All-Star Competition. And then finally, the Super Cup goes green at 3 p.m. We move on to the world of E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series, where the Wood Brothers snag home a victory in the world of E-NASCAR competition as Garrett Lowe snapped a three-year winless streak here tonight in the 100-lap event at Kansas. Tuesday night was full of attrition where we saw drivers battling cautions, bailed cautions, and also some drivers making some surprise runs. But one race, of course, incident happened with the final 10 laps to go where the drivers were battling four wide for the race lead before Garrett Lowe sent it in on the inside to take the win away from the drivers from the Charlotte Phoenix Esports team, the number 48 of course, driven by Grant Boland and the 43 of Colin Keister, who were the two dominant cars of the night, got involved as they were racing to the finish. Your top five goes as this, Garrett Lowe with Wood Brothers Racing, 
Winner at Daytona earlier this year, Femi Olapusen, came home in second place. Third place goes to Casey Kerwin in the Exet Racing Machine. There's Vicente Salas and Donovan Strauss from Williams Esports team who had a exciting weekend before the action at Kansas as they attended the Formula One race Grand Prix of Miami this past week with the Williams Esports team. Of course, the next round of the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series heads to NASCAR's hometown, Charlotte Motor Speedway, as they kick off the Memorial Day events leading up to the Coca-Cola 600. Catch the action on Tuesday, May 24th at 8.30 p.m. with the countdown to green, with the green flag dropping at 9 p.m. on all of iRacing and eNASCAR streaming services. With that coming up after the break, we are going to sit down with our special guest of the race, winner at Kansas. It is none other than Garrett Lowe. You're listening to the iRacers Download on the Speedsport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the Speedsport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Taylor Burris back here with our producer, Richard Colbreth, as we are here with the winner at Kansas Speedway this past week in eNASCAR competition, driver of the number 21 Wood Brothers Racing Ford Mustang, Garrett Lowe. Garrett, welcome to the download. First and foremost, it's been a long time coming as you broke a three-year winless streak this past week at Kansas. How do you feel after the emotions set in? Uh, I feel awesome. Uh, it definitely took a while for the emotion of uh, of breaking that you know streak uh, to kind of hit me. Uh, but once it did, I was you know pretty excited and uh, ready to go chase the championship. Um, all we have to do is really just continue to have a really good season, and I think we'll have a pretty good shot. Talk to us a little bit about the race. I mean, you were someone who was up towards the top 10 for a majority of that race, having to battle with teams such as Charlotte Phoenix, also 2311, and even drivers like Casey Kerwin, who were having some strong performances during that race, and even Femi Olapusen. What was the difference that you noticed with this in order to be able to race and take home this win? Because you made some pretty incredible racing actions during those closing laps. Yeah, uh, I feel like the racing was uh, a lot, lot better than we've seen all season. I feel like uh, they made some changes to the to the draft and took a little bit away, which I think definitely helped the racing. It, it spread out a little bit where you could definitely make a move on a guy um, and allowed the lanes to open up. I mean, I ran the bottom for probably 98 laps out of the 100 laps we ran. So if that says anything, the, the lanes were definitely open. There's a lot of fun uh, to be able to have those moves where previously we were a little struggling in traffic. Um, but yeah, we definitely got the car figured out for traffic and uh, able to roll the bottom the whole whole race. And that put us in a really good spot uh, to have a shot at the win. You certainly were able to. And of course, you only led 10 laps out of that 100 lap race, which was a phenomenal to see you battling with Femi, who also had some pressure tires. Were you concerned that Femi was going to catch you towards the end of that? Because a lot of people were concerned about your strategy call towards that final run. Yeah, uh, I wasn't too concerned about him catching me uh, initially, um, but after a couple laps, I was asking the crew chief, like, hey, did he, is he on tires? Because uh, I knew a couple guys that tried to save a set, and that last 10-lap run, I was thinking maybe he was one. Um, but I think he was on either the same strategy to us or only about five-lap pressure. So had a big enough – or not a big enough difference to really uh, do too much, but he was definitely coming, and I was uh, making sure his spotter was keeping me informed on what was going on out back. 
certainly was, and you were able to pull it off. But I think the the highlight of, of course, the action was with you going with the Charlotte Phoenix drivers, one, of course, the 48 machine of Graham Boland. Talk to us about that send-in when you were battling him for that race lead. Yeah, that's a tough situation um, for all three of us, for me, him, and Casey. Uh, we just... We had to, I had to go for it, and and I think he knew that, and you know he did. He talked to me later and apologized, saying it was you know his his bad, um, which, in my opinion, I feel like it was it was a racing deal. Um, if he doesn't try to block that move or try to pinch me off going into the corner, he loses the race. If I don't send it three wide, I lose. So, uh, it's kind of fifty fifty. Uh, I'm not mad about it at all. I think it was it was fair racing. Obviously, hate that hate that it took him out of contention for the win because that was going to be a pretty fun battle, I think, between the three of us. Um, so yeah, um, it was it was interesting there. Uh, I wasn't too sure it was going to stick, um, but luckily came out on the other side a lot. You're certainly able to, and it was beneficial for you because now you have a shot of competing in the playoffs later on, as we have just crossed over that halfway point to the season. Uh, looking through the rest of the season right now, how confident do you feel that you can help get Wood Brothers Racing back into victory lane this season? I know you have a strong backing with working with a lot of great of the support teams that work with the pro teams currently in the stable. Yeah, uh, Lacey Esports guys with our, our technical group, um, they've been phenomenal. The last couple of weeks, we've we've really picked it up. Uh, Dover and Kansas are probably our two strongest races so far. Uh, we, we started off the season, we weren't bad. Uh, we just we just need a little bit more, and I think we finally found what we were missing. Um, we got some pretty good tracks coming up for us, uh, Charlotte, and then we've never been to Gateway, so that'll be a new experience for everyone, and Nashville as well, which we ran the All-Star Race there last year. So we have some track time there, uh, but we'll definitely have to kind of readjust and assess how we want to work on those tracks. It certainly is the case, and we look forward to seeing what you can do for the rest of the season. But let's go a little bit back in time. You started in iRacing back in 2014, and looking over your career on the service, I mean, you have, at least on the oval side alone, 229 career wins out of 1,200 starts. You are a overall champion in Xfinity Racing, the NIS Racing back in 2017, picking up a Road to Pro Championship in 2018 as well as picking up wins in the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series, which was back in 2019 at Michigan, as well as even being a little bit of a high flyer competing in the iRacing Rallycross World Championship and even winning there during Iowa. Talk to us a little bit about how you got involved with iRacing as well as made your way up through the ranks. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of a, it's an odd story. Most people find it amusing, but um, so I actually really, I started sim racing at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Uh, I went there, it was kind of a, a birthday present. Um, my parents bought me a membership to the Hall of Fame, and me and my dad would go over there probably almost every weekend for about the entire NASCAR season because I wanted to run all the different tracks. Uh, and so I had a lot of fun doing that for about a year. And uh, Jeff Addison at the Hall of Fame was like, "Man, you need to get on iRacing. Like, you're, you'd be really, really good." And so I was like, "Okay, yeah." So we took our time, and you know, my parents ended up getting me my own computer um, and steering wheel and all that, and kind of got me set up. Nothing, nothing fancy. And got into it and didn't really, you know, wasn't taking it too seriously. I was just having fun, running races. And I had some, some friends I was racing with me, like, man, you, you know, you'd probably be really good at the World Championship Series. You know, you should probably give it a shot. And I'm like, well, how do you do it? And, you know, they started explaining the process. And I'm like, well, that sounds like a lot, but I'll give it a shot. And I tried in 2017 and didn't make it. Tried again in 2018 won the Road to Pro Championship, and then uh, I think I finished fifth in the Pro Series uh, to transfer into Coca-Cola Series, where I'm at now. So it's uh, it's been a long journey. Uh, people 
done it quicker to get to the pro level than I have. Uh, but certainly, uh, certainly done a lot along the way. You certainly have learned a lot. And of course, you joined the Woodrow Brothers Racing, not when they first joined us, but it was about another year before you joined on with the Wood Brothers and been racing with them ever since. Talk to us a little bit about their partnership with iRacing and the eNASCAR series, as well as you working with such a well-respected organization such as the Wood Brothers. Yeah, it, uh, the Wood Brothers are awesome. I uh, love working with them, especially John Wood, uh, my boss. Uh, great guy. I love him. Um, I love being able to represent them and, and the number 21 car and the legacy that their team carries. And, you know, I was with the Renegades in 2019 when we first initially had the draft. And, yeah, it was a good team. I, um, I liked working with them, but I wanted to get more into the NASCAR side of things. And the Wood Brothers approached me. They're like, hey, why don't you drive the 21 car? And I was like, yes, sir. Uh, no doubts about that in my mind. Um, went for it. And I'm probably one of the best decisions I've made. Uh, it's because I just I love being able to to work with them and they're also supportive you know of my real life racing they love that I do that uh, so that's awesome to see. Well, let's talk about that. You are a competitor, of course, racing in Legends cars. Uh, what made you want to get involved with racing in the Legends series and how important is the iRacing step have been able to help benefit you both in the real world, whether it be a driver or working with the media or working with your sponsors? Yeah, so I kind of I kind of got into the real life racing about 2016. I think I started at Summer Shootout, and I'd been to some Summer Shootout races before, probably about 2014, 15. And I'd seen it, and I'm like, man, it looks really cool. I want to get into it. Um, and we finally got into it in 2016. I ran a Bandolera for about two years, uh, won a championship at Charlotte, and then moved up to the Legend Car, and then ran that for the next three years, and then won a Semi Pro Championship, National Championship, that is last year and then decided to move to the pro division uh for 2022 which i'm really excited about and we got summer shootout coming up here in about six weeks maybe five uh where we're have our pretty much our biggest showing of the year uh as far as legend car stuff goes and then later on this year we're looking at getting into a limited late model for a few races so talk to us a little bit about what is your goal meaning you competed at the highest levels of esports racing with the eNASCAR series you're starting to make your way through the ranks of oval racing where would you see yourself in a few years time let's say 5 to 7 years uh 5 to 7 years i'd i'd like to be ideally um xfinity series um if not cup i know Cups a long a long way away, and that's obviously it takes a lot of resources and talent and uh, and money <laughs> to get there. Um, but I, I'm definitely confident um, in the ability and the people around me that support me that I, we could get there and I, I could get there and perform well. Uh, so yeah, I'd say Xfinity is is kind of the realistic goal. I'd say for the next five to seven. Okay, and it's pretty. Do you feel like with working with someone like the Wood Brothers, do you think that could be the opportunity with you working with them in the esports world? to see if one day you could be driving the actual famed 21 machine one day in the future. I mean, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Wouldn't it? Um, I mean, if I could, if that ever happened, that'd be probably the best thing um, for sim racing that, you know, the real world crossover. Um, that'd be awesome. It'd be really cool. Never know what's going to happen. Um, obviously they are supportive of me and I really do appreciate that, but uh, we'll just have to see where it goes. And, you know, iRacing is a pretty good tool when it comes to the real life racing. I mean, I've, I've used it since I started racing in real life uh, to prepare. And, and like you were talking about, you know, with media, it's like I learned more how to talk to media on iRacing first than I did in real life. And for some people, that's a little scary when they first get into racing. 
It certainly is. But besides, of course, your oval racing career, you had a stellar performance and career in the world of rallycross racing, competing with the Lowenbro Motorsports team, a well-respected real-life rallycross team, and picked up a win for them back in 2018 when you competed. Talk to us a little bit about your career in rallycross and what drew you to go and compete in that championship. Yeah, I'd always been a fan of the, the Global Rallycross Series. Um, when they came to Charlotte, I believe they came to Charlotte at the big track and at the dirt track, and I I loved it, loved seeing it. Uh, I was a big fan of of Steve Arpin um, and Travis Pastrana and all those guys. And when Irisine got kind of got the GRC thing started, there was talk of a Pro Series, but it took a while to get it going. Um, and when it opened up, I was like, I'm gonna definitely, I'm gonna run for it. I'm gonna see if I can make it. Uh, and I made the, the inaugural season and uh, ran 2018 all the way till 2021. So I ran three full seasons, uh, with the last two being with Lowenbro Motorsports. Um, picked up one win. I think I hold a couple. There's a couple random stats or something that I'm sure somebody knows um, that I hold. But uh, yeah, it was awesome. I really love doing that. I just uh, the when the races moved to Saturday it started conflicting with real life racing and I started to have to put the off the rally cross thing, uh, to, to try to chase championships in the legend car. So unfortunately I had to stop doing that, but, um, I still have a passion for it and every once in a while I'll still go run a race or two. Um, but I definitely enjoyed my time in that series for sure. Well, there is also the off-road championship getting ready to be coming on to the iRacing service here pretty soon. Is there a possibility we may see a return of Garrett Lowe getting high flying and action in later on in this year? Uh, I highly, highly doubt it. Um, it'd, it'd take a lot of convincing uh, with my school schedule, uh, with racing and sim racing being pretty demanding all year. Um, get another world championship going would be very stressful. Um, I'm sure I could handle it, but it would it would probably come at the expense of, of one of the other three. And uh, I, value, I value the three I'm doing right now kind of the highest uh, with the Coke series and the real life racing and obviously being at school at UNC Charlotte. So just going to stick with the three I got for now. But uh, if anything comes along, it might change my mind. I'll have to see about it. <laughs> you mentioned you go to UNC College. Talk to us a little bit about what your goal and what your studying majors are. Yes, yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm studying mechanical engineering with a concentration in motorsports at UNC Charlotte. Uh, also a minor in math just because <laughs> uh, it was a little extra extra thing I wanted to get just I felt like I liked I like math, so uh, why not do it while I'm there? Uh, but yeah, having a good time there, uh, working with the 49ers Racing Formula SAE team, which leaves for Michigan for their competition next week. Uh, so excited to get behind them and uh, support them as they uh, take this trip for 2022, and then also working with them to design the next car for 23. Talk to us a little bit about the work that you do with the studies that you have at college and be able to use and apply to help with setup work and building and making adjustments for the virtual world. And does it happen vice versa to where you can utilize some of that data to help apply to even the car you're working on today? Yeah, uh, some of that is starting to starting to cross over. I just finished my sophomore year yesterday, actually. So Moving into junior year, you start getting into more of uh, the concentration stuff with the motorsports. So I will start to learn more about vehicle dynamics and all that stuff. Uh, whereas now I've learned the basics of engineering and all, this, all the mechanical side. So yeah, there's definitely things I've already picked up that I've put to use um, for real life racing and for sim racing, just whether it's a theory on something or just how something works. Um, I've definitely already put that to use. And I think that's the more my knowledge expands, the more I'm going to put it to use in the future. 
Well, it's certainly been put into good use so far with that victory here at Kansas Speedway this past week. As we come to a close on this interview, though, Garrett, where can people go to follow you through watching your career, both real world and in the virtual world? Yes. So on Facebook, it's uh, Garrett Low Racing on Instagram, also Garrett Low Racing. Uh, Twitter, you can find me at Garrett Low underscore six. And uh, that's about it. Uh, Just those three. Well, Garrett, we want to say thank you for your time coming on this week's episode of the iRacers Download. We wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season and look forward to seeing what you can do in the playoffs later on at the season's end. That is, of course, Garrett Lowe, driver for the number 21 machine for the Wood Brothers Racing here on the iRacers Download. Coming up after the break, we preview of what's to come. You're listening to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Taylor Burr is here along with our producer, Richard Colbreth, as we have one more thing to preview coming up this week in the world of iRacing, as it's the season finale of the eNASCAR Road to Pro Qualifying Series. It's the end of round number one, and what a way that we're going to be seeing the action as we see them compete none other than at Kansas Speedway coming up later on. And of course, that was this past week where we saw a couple of drivers take home the checkered flag. Tucker Minter, of course, being one of those competitors who had a strong performance, being able to win his top split event to take home a shot of moving on into the second round. We are closing into the final round of the eNASCAR qualifying series as the next round will be at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Currently looking over the entire 70 drivers who have a shot Currently at the top of the leaderboard for this championship, Brandon McKissick currently holds on to that spot with Tucker Minter in second. Dalton Collins holds third position. Septa Merchant, Jordy Lopez Jr. round out your top five. As we take a look, though, towards where it counts, that bottom 70, it is a close battle between at least 10 different drivers who have a shot of moving on into the next round. Some of those top drivers that we'll be keeping an eye on are drivers such as Tanner Love, David Shieldhouse, Connor Horn, Dalton Cowden currently holds at 70th position, Kyle Myers is in 72nd, Ryan Hill is in 74th, and Alex Bergeron, who is a World of Outlaws iRacing multi-time champion, sits in 75th position. So a lot of opportunity for drivers to make their way into the second round or have their season cut short at Charlotte. Taxi action, of course, next time at the Charlotte Motor Speedway on Thursday, February or Thursday, May 26, as we get closer to the Memorial Day weekend and all the action leading up to that Coca-Cola 600 on Sunday. Finally, also in the world of iRacing this coming week and the following week, we see the iRacing Virtual Indianapolis 500. The fixed edition, which is a fixed setup specifically used for the Indy cars at the famed Brickyard. And then next week is the open session where drivers will put their hard work and sweat and tears into building the best setup to take home the chance to kiss the brick at Indianapolis. Catch all the action on multiple iRacing streaming services to see who takes home the checkered flag at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. With that, it is time that we come to a close. For our special guest, Garrett Lowe, and our producer, Richard Colbreth, I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media.